whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. Every challenge in business gives us an opportunity to grow as a leader, but it's really how we show up in the world, how we show up with our team, and then our own mindset. I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden with the Kara Golden Show. And I'm so excited to have my next guest here, who is not only a guest, but also an amazing, amazing entrepreneur and founder and CEO and friend and uh, and just an awesome person, Allison Maslin. And we actually both are Arizona State University grads, but we did not know each other there. We figured it out much, much later. Lots of fun. But she is the CEO of this amazing company that, called the Pinnacle Global Network that she has built 
And it's just a world leader in scaling companies and empowering business leaders. I mean, just this amazing uh, company that while you may not have heard about it, we're going to talk a little bit more about her company and kind of what she's built from scratch. And what I love about Allison is that she's really about lifting other people up and and just incredible. I, I actually met Allison when she invited me to speak at her conference, her scale conference a couple of years ago, which is really, really incredible and actually asked me to be a part of her Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Scale or Fail, which if you haven't picked up that book, it is such a great book. It was also endorsed by Damon John and Barbara Corcoran, and uh, just really, really incredible what she's done. And even more interesting, um, well, I'm going to save that as a surprise just so that nobody actually leaves quite yet until they actually hear the surprise. I'm going to talk about her passion and uh, a little bit of her hobby, which I think is, is really unique. So very, very excited to have you here, Allison. Ah, oh, thanks, Kara. I am so honored to be here, and I just love chatting with you. So this is another great opportunity to do that and uh, love your show. So thank you for having me. I love having you here. So let's talk a little bit about Allison. So you built uh, well a little bit of background. Where did you grow up and kind of how did you get to be Allison? Yeah, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, saying y'all to everybody. Uh, my, uh, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. My grandfather started a women's clothing store called Maslin's in Kansas City. And then they won another store in a poker game. Uh, true story. My dad and my grandfather went to Tulsa, Oklahoma to check out this store. And so they ended up, you know, saying, okay, we'll take it and moved there. And then built 50, over 50 locations across the country. So my whole childhood was really being around this energy of passion and innovation, and you can do anything that you set your mind to. And so that's all really that I, that I knew Kara, and I, I couldn't hold a job for more than two weeks. So I knew I was really unemployable. So I better figure out this entrepreneurial thing and I started my first business when I was 19. At Arizona State University? Yeah. So what was this business? I don't know this about you. Yeah. Uh, it was called uh, Expressions by Allie. And it was, uh, I loved writing poetry. And so I was doing it for gifts. And then people started asking me, oh, could you do it for my friend's birthday or for my aunt or their anniversary? And so uh, I would find out things about them, nicknames, little things. And I'd write these custom poems, do calligraphy, and boom, I made 25 bucks. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. That is so awesome. That was that was my first business. And then, you know, I, I went to my, well, I, I don't actually really count it, but that was my first entry into entrepreneurialism. And I remember telling my dad, hey dad, I, um, I've found my calling. I'm going to be a poet. And he's like, oh, Allie, that's just so great. I'm so proud of you. But did you know poets don't really become known until they're dead? (laughs) That's what he said to me. I was like, oh, my God, that's a sad. You're such a buzzkill, you know? 
that's how it all started. And then it evolved into being a full service advertising and PR firm by the time I was 25. So I had people saying, well, I don't really want any poems. And, but, you know, do you do brochures? And then it was, do you do radio? Then do you do television? Do you do PR? And I didn't know how to do any of those things. Um, I was a journalism major, so I didn't really, I, I probably took one advertising class, something like that. But I had a knack for it. I had a, and I, it was a great, great first run learning about marketing and so forth. Uh, and the business just took off. I just kept saying yes. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart. Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week, too like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now too. Stay fueled and feel good 
all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part, each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. And then asking for help, you know, I would hang out at the radio station, TV station, say, you know, teach me everything I need to know and had clients like Ben and Jerry's and Supercuts and Allstate, Maryland. Yeah, so... That was, uh, that was my first entry to being an entrepreneur. And it's so interesting, Kara, because you and I being women founders, at the time, at that, at that age, it was really unusual to see there weren't that many business owners at my age, especially as a woman. And I remember, you know, mostly talking to men and older men who would look at me like, you know, does this girl know what she's doing? I remember trying to put on a lot of makeup, trying to look older, you know, things like that. But that's hysterical. And where were you? Where were you based at the time? Um, well, I actually I started. Uh, I went moved back to Tulsa. Actually, I got married to my then husband uh, when I was twenty three years old, uh, a baby, and uh, kind of started the business there um, and built some relationships there. And then we moved to San Diego in 89, where I am now. And, you know, just, it really took off here. One of my biggest accounts that I got right off the bat was Charlotte Russe and um, the clothing company, because I knew the business. I grew up in it. And I remember I called one of the CEOs, their three brothers that owned Charlotte Russe, based in San Diego, I just kept calling and calling and calling. And he called me back one day and said, I'm calling you to tell you to stop calling me, <laughs> you know? And, um, and then we hit it off and it became my biggest client and helped them grow from 15 to 50 stores at the time. You know, they ended up getting hundreds of stores and, and sold the company, but that's that's wild. And so you had 10 successful companies in, in between. What was the most fun you had in, in building these companies? I, obviously, I'm sure you had challenges along the way. Oh, and, yeah. I had right? challenges along the way. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the, the companies and then I'll, I'll tell you like some of the biggest challenges that I had many over the years, right? That's how we grow. But I've had, gosh, I've really had a blast uh, with the, the businesses. Um, I had a scuba diving certification company, uh, jewelry manufacturing company, love that. And we uh, imported jewelry from around the world. Hair salons, three salons, 
a homeopathic, I've been a homeopathic physician. I, w- I was for 20 years. Wow. And then also uh, started the first homeopathic college in Southern California and still runs today. So started that in 99 and sold that in 2005. That's uh, the Homeopathic Academy of Southern California. So yeah, it was kind of just whatever my passion was at the time. Yeah. But I mean, I love that, that you allowed that to really drive you too. I mean, something that I talk to people about a lot, I have four kids, as you know, and four Gen Zers, and people are always asking me, are they going to take over Hint? And I'm like, I I don't know. I mean, I kind of doubt it, but I mean, more than anything, I just want my kids to be happy, right? And I want them to yeah. figure out what they want to do every single day because they, they're going to need to work. And it's... and. There's, uh, I think that that is really kind of the driving thing. And what I see that people are, if you allow yourself to get stagnant or not really enjoy what you're doing. And I mean, the most successful people today are also, in my mind, the happiest, right? And are doing what they want to be doing every single day. And that's really the key thing. And I love that you really put that in the forefront in all of these companies. Yeah, for me, I, I really learned that once I lose, the, the, if I if I don't have the passion, I just that's everything for me. That's my driving force in creating success. So if I'm not feeling it here, then it's it's time to move on. Yeah, I I love that, and I think that that's so important. So you decided scale or fail obviously is a fantastic book and it really so which came first the conferences or the book i mean the the in yeah. kind of the scale it method versus i mean of the 3 i guess is there three really key things there yeah i mean the scale well i i think probably for this to make sense is why don't, why don't i tell you the wall that i hit mm-hmm. so that i i figured out the formula to scale and back when I was running the agency, I created success fairly quickly. And I was young. I was making a lot of money. I was traveling around. Um, my daughter was not quite two yet. And so uh, outwardly, it looked like, wow, she's just created the perfect life. But what happened, Kara, is I didn't know how to scale. I didn't know how to delegate. I didn't know how to build the underpinnings of the foundation of the company. I just was like that rogue entrepreneur that I was great at getting clients, helping clients, but I was kind of the control freak. I thought I had to do it all. And so what ended up happening was I was like, I was just falling apart internally. I was exhausted. I was doing ad campaigns at two or three in the morning. I I felt like I was suffocating in my own success, which is crazy but I thought I should be happy and I'm not happy. And I, I, I didn't want to get up in the mornings. And, and so I, I was felt kind of like I was slowly dying, creating success. And, um, but I was so afraid to leave because I thought, well, what if I can't recreate that success? And I ended up from the stress of it all and being so exhausted. I was late one day to pick up my daughter from daycare And I was, you know, rushing to get her. And I ended up having a horrible car uh, car accident. Um, Not, I didn't hit any cars, but I actually ran over myself with my own car uh, when I was 
getting out, running out, you know, to get her, which is a great, sounds like a crazy story, but it actually does happen to people when they try to stop a moving car. And so I, I survived that. I mean, it was, it was, uh, terrifying. And just from that, from that moment that, uh, coming out of that accident, I was like, okay, like, you know, I don't care how much money I'm making. I can't live like this. And so I ended up walking away from that business. I basically handed it over to um, a partner that I had taken on. And then um, I ended up leaving my marriage, which was also, you know, very challenging at the same time. And so from walking away from that, I felt such a sense of freedom and really embraced that time to say, okay, there were some things I was doing really right, obviously, and there were things that I was really not doing well. So I took the time. I took a year and really dove into all of that. And I began to study the companies that I, you know, like Ben and Jerry's, like Charlotte Roost, to understand how a company truly scales up. And that's when I started developing my formula, the scale it method. And so all the companies since then, the nine companies beyond that, I set them up to scale where it's not all about Allison, you know, Mm -hmm. like I really build a a collaborative team, bring in other experts and things like that, which we've got uh, today. So that's really where I'm so passionate about this because, Kara, so many business owners get stuck. They have great traction and then they hit a wall and they have no life and they have this big dream of running business, but the business is running them into the ground and they don't have time with their family. And, you know, they just don't know how to then, how do they multiply the growth beyond them? Right. So, um, I, I always say, you know, a successful business is one that you can actually leave for a good period of time and it is capable of running without you. And so that's really where the inspiration then to, to write the book, Scale or Fail, and uh, the work we do with uh, in Pinnacle Global Network with the business owners that we help to grow and scale. And many come in with those exact same pains, and I'm like, I've lived it. I've been here. You know, I know. This, and where, yeah. where do you think the pain really starts? Is it, is it the realization, or is it based on the number of people or the dollars or like where, where is it where you feel like it's, there's a consistent thread? Yeah. I think it's kind of like, it's like the Bermuda triangle. It all sort of comes Mm -hmm. together. Uh, I think they get into business. They really have a passion and they have a great vision, but, um, and I think the focus is like, let's just get business. Let's get clients, which, you know, you have to create cash flow. You need a revenue focused company. But I think the real challenge is that when you start a business, you're used to doing all the things. And even when you get employees, you still have your hands in everything because you're, you, you don't want things to fall through the cracks. You're so afraid that something might fall apart and you've worked so hard to get as far as you can. And so you don't ever really let go. But realistically, once a company starts really expanding and you have these different departments, there's no way you can get your hands around everything. And so you start to choke the growth of your business. And you also send a message to your team like, I don't trust you. You know, 
So it's more of this top-down mentality instead of a collaborative teamwork, which actually would take pressure off because the team actually wants to help, right? And then, you know, cash flow really gets tight because, again, you know, you are the bottleneck and you are having to approve everything. And so it's just, it just slows down everything. And um, so I think it's, you know, it, that saying, what got you here won't get you there, really says it all. What got you here is everything that you, the reason you got into business. And maybe you were in a place of survival when you started the business, but that's not going to take you here. You need different you need a different mindset. You need different operational practices, different marketing practices. You really need to like restructure your business at this level. I remember uh, the EY organization said something to me years ago when I was one of their entrepreneurs in their program. And, you know, it may sound really simple, but they said that the key to success is actually working outside of your company. When you can actually work outside of your company. And I guess it's to some extent what you're talking about, that you can actually leave your company for a little while, and then you know that it's successful. But I think actually working outside of your company, that that's where you're going to make the biggest impact, right? Whether that's connections or whatever, that those are the things that your company really ultimately needs. So I think that it's super interesting to think about that now. So what are th like a couple of the steps of your step program? So the first two steps, what do you suggest? Yeah. So, well, with the scale it method encompasses uh, five phases and five pillars. Mm -hmm. So there's five phases to scaling from startup to being the fifth phase, which I call the visionary. And that's where, you know, you're working outside your company, mm -hmm. basically. You're working... I call it, it being in the clouds instead of the weeds so of true. your business. So true. And then the third phase I'll just share you, I call the ringleader because it's a circus. You know, as you start building teams at first, you know, some of the biggest mistakes that the business owners make is being the boss instead of a, a leader and not being, not really clear on the type of roles that you need. And, and you start hiring out of bandwidth mm -hmm. loss instead of, strategic decisions, you know, but these are phases that you should go through. But a lot of business owners, like they just never leave a phase, like they're there and the business kind of lives and dies there. Mm -hmm. um, so that there's the five phases and then there's five pillars that you need to shore up in each phase to move forward. And those are, and it's an acronym for scale. So the S is strategic vision. You have to have a strong vision so that you know where you're going. And uh, the vision is everything. Uh, but business owners spend an nth amount of time on vision because mm -hmm. they just want to get right into strategy. But it, it tells everybody where to go. So it's, it's critical. And it's also the why. It, it really infuses that inspiration to keep you going and taking the big leaps. The C is cash flow which is the oxygen of your business, as you know. And anything that drives cash flow is in that pillar. So marketing, sales, finance, um, of course, you know, getting a handle on your money, especially as you grow, you can lose it as fast as you make it. Uh, and then uh, the A is alliance of the team. So uh, alliance so that everybody is in alignment with the vision 
and uh, you're creating a collaborative culture. So you're hiring, you're team building in your culture. And then L is leadership. And that's our work on ourselves. And I know you do a lot on yourself and, and me as well. Every challenge in business gives us an opportunity to grow as a leader, but it's really how we show up in the world, how we show up with our team, and then our own mindset, you know, our success mon mindset, money mindset, things like that. And then the E is execution. And that is, you know, the vision tells you where you want to go, and then the execution tells you how are you going to get there. So it's the KPIs, it's the benchmarks, it's the delegation, systems, processes, things like that. So all five of those pillars need to be shored up. And they're, you know, phase one challenges of cash flow are very different than phase four challenges of cash flow. So moving through each of those five phases with those five pillars. So you started this program, you wrote the book, and then you, people wanted more. And I guess the conference kind of came around the same time as the book, right? Actually, I, yeah. So I started Pinnacle back in 2010 and I actually wrote a book in 2009 called Blast Off. Right. That was my first book and that was to help people start a business. And then as we helped business owners grow through Pinnacle, it was like, well, we weren't really helping people start businesses anymore because with the type of experience that I had, and we have 14 uh, CEOs that have grown and scaled their own companies as our mentors mm -hmm. for our company. We were, I was like, gosh, we're doing all this great work. I need to put this in a book so that people can really understand the scale it method that had evolved over 37 years of business. And uh, so the book came out in 2018, uh, but we started doing events back in 2011 was our first big three-day event. We just did our, um, I mean, we've done many three-day events since then, I think probably like 16 or something like that. But our big one that we do in uh, January, we just did, and it was our 10th year. Hosting that event. I, I can't believe it. You know, when I started doing these, I was terrified, terrified. I want to just tell you. Uh, and so I, you know, to think here we are now 11 years in with Pinnacle. And um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a labor of love. Well, it's incredible. I mean, you had asked me to speak at one a few years back, and I've spoken at another one back in November. The other thing that I've been just so proud of you for doing is just not stopping. So the pandemic hits and there are many people who rely on these events who were really struggling to try and figure out how do you move forward. We were actually in Hawaii at a group. We're part of a group together called the Unicorn Club. And uh, it was uh it was this time last year. And I remember, I mean, there were a lot of conversations with a lot of the people that are part of that group trying to figure out exactly what to do. And do they hold the conferences? Do they not hold the conferences? And this was while everything was just getting ready to kind of shut down. And I think that there's two things about your business too, that I've just been so impressed with is number one, how you handled 2020, but also just the fact that how you get people to know about you. I mean, you've really just engaged with social in a way that 
maybe traditional kind of businesses, they don't know how to do that, right? And I think that you've just been able to grow through, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram and maybe some other LinkedIn and some other platforms, primarily Facebook though, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what we have been at the longest, you know, like most people. Yeah. But so doing groups along the way and, and, yeah. and just growing that. But anyway, talk to me about, so, so this feeling last year, trying to figure out what you were going to do with your conference and, and just talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, we, you know, like everybody else, when everything shut down, I actually was leading a client event. So the members of Pinnacle Global Network, we do three private events for them a year. And so we were in person in a hotel in San Diego and literally we walked out of that conference and it was like, okay, everything's shutting down tomorrow. And so I was so glad that I got to meet with them then. And, you know, course, everybody was healthy. So we were, everything was good there. But um, I knew, I sensed what was coming. And so we really, with our community was like, okay, guys, you've got what it takes here. Like, I don't want you to pull back in fear. Like we knew it was, was coming. And so we actually created a webinar in that very first week that we're shut down on how to thrive in upheaval. And it was really just for just entrepreneurs out there to know, like, this is game time. This is what you were built for. Okay. It's one thing to grow business when, you know, it's easy. It's where it, when it's easy, which it's never easy in business, but you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But now it's really going to separate those that are, are willing to do what it takes. And so for me and our, our, we have, you know, a couple hundred business owners in our community from all over the world. And it was really out of like, oh my gosh, we have to help them. We are not letting them go under, you know? And so the whole team got together and said, okay, what are we going to do here? And so we immediately, so this was mid-March. So the first week of May, so six weeks later, we led our first three-day virtual event. We had never done anything like that. Now, we'd been on Zoom because we we do coaching calls on Zoom for a couple of years, but this was in my living room. We had, um, and everybody was virtual because nobody was getting together. And we had, we, we must have had 20 of my team in, you know, behind the scenes, like just the the walkie-talkies that were going behind the scenes. And we had Barbara Corcoran speaking, uh, and that was wonderful because she's just such a lovely lady. Uh, and it was we had hundreds of people on. I, I think maybe we had 700 in that first event virtually. Crazy. And it was the most amazing experience. And what I it, it was, it put everybody in this creative bubble of hey don't get sucked into the narrative that like, you know, it's over. This is time to pivot and reinvent yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? So I want you to really pay attention to what are the demands of your market? What's your customer need right now? What are some new revenue streams that you can create to serve them? How can you reach out to them and say, hey, I'm here for you? And we just really help them to get on top of the game. And so, you know, here they were at first in panic and we all were, let's just say, I was like, is this really going to work? And it ended up being unbelievably successful. And so many of our clients, Kara, ended up having their best year 
I, when you told me that, it, it was just amazing to me. And But I just really think that it, it also, just the way that you activated social too, and the way that you just got out in front of it, because there were plenty of people who really relied on events who just said, you know, the store's closed and you didn't. Yeah. And I just think it's incredible. Yeah. You know, I, I think about sometime, where does that come from? I don't know. I mean, I think that for me, I'm just so connected to my vision and I know you're really connected with your vision for Hint. And I'm so determined Mm -hmm. to help these business owners thrive that I was like, I was like mama bear going, there is no way under on my watch that these businesses are, are going under, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes. And of course my team, they just stepped up. I didn't even have to ask them. They were like doing all these extra pivot. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it took. And so we ended up doing last year and we normally do two live events in person. We did four virtual events. And it's just about as much work to do, to do a live event, but you know, people are home and they needed the support. And uh, of course you came uh, and, and you were on stage, which was awesome when we were, we had that event uh, back in September of last year and you were just so phenomenal. So as always. Oh, you're so sweet. I loved that you, when I went to that event too, what I realized is that, you know, maybe the the cost for actually producing an event, right, where you've got people coming in and maybe you're taking up more space in a hotel and all, I bet that the costs actually shifted, right? Because the quality of, I mean, you've always held really high quality stuff, but I think that the game changed a little bit. Like that there were, I mean, obviously I felt totally safe, like socially distanced. And, you know, I felt like there were limited people in the room and I was talking to a group and I I was telling somebody that I felt like even through the screens, I could feel people wrestling in their chairs. You know, you, you really felt that there was a room. And, and so it's, you know, HDTV kind of quality. I don't know if it's called that, but it was really that. And I think that it's, it just, your conference was really the first place that I had seen that level of detail. And of course, if you're a speaker, you want to be at that level of detail as well. And I think that you guys just did a phenomenal job. Oh, well, thank you. We, we really wanted to look, people are dying to get together, right? They miss one another. They, they miss the being in a room. And so we really want to create the experience for them like they're in a room. And especially you've got business owners, men and women that are home with their kids. I mean, there's a lot of demands on them and they're trying to focus and so forth. So So we're really helping them like, hey, take this three-day break with us, which I know is hard for people to do. But when we can help them to see that, hey, you're going to be working on the business and not in it, and it's going to help you grow so much faster. And they just, it's just like, we make it fun. You know, we help, we get them out of their chair. We get them moving. We've got the big screen behind us. You can see everybody and, um, you know, we send them swag boxes. So they, they get this, you know, gift before the event. And these are same event team that we did in person. So really making it a, a a monumental experience. But I, I just think you've got to ha- you've got to do these things for yourself. You've got to charge your batteries. You know, as entrepreneurs, we put out so much energy, mm-hmm. right? 
And you may be like so inspired and so motivated and then something happens and you get deflated. And so it's important to be around that energy. Yeah. And be around people that are also challenged. It doesn't, they don't have to be in the same industry either. I think that that's, no. that, that is so, so key. So, well, I, I love it. And if you guys have not uh, seen the, the conferences that Allison is doing, we'll definitely put a link in the, uh, in the recording and, and, uh, let everybody have a look at it because it's, they're super incredible. And, you know, if you are, for example, trying to figure out exactly what you want to do moving forward and, and your business and, and just scaling it overall, I mean, I think just getting into one of Allison's conferences and, um, you know, her, the great thing about her conferences too, is they're at different levels, right? So there were people that had at that conference I spoke to, that was the first time that they had come to your conference, right? Yeah. So we do, um, we do three big events a year that are, that are open to the public. Mm -hmm. Um, and our clients love to go to those too, because we bring in some of these top business experts like you, uh, from around the world. And the thing that is different about our events is that we're helping them build the blueprint to scale their business. Mm -hmm. So they actually leave with a plan, Which you know, so on all great. levels of their business. So it's a working plan. It's, it's like a working event. It's not just listening to speakers. It's actually developing a plan for their company. And so they can leave with that. And then if they are wanting further support, then, you know, we let them know about Pinnacle Global Network. Uh, and that's where we do ongoing mentoring and support and, and masterminds. And, um, and we have some clients now with us for 10 years. So we have, you know, a lot of our clients just, it's like we are their community. They, they don't want to leave. So I love that. We feel very, very fortunate. That's so great. So the last thing I want to talk to you about is, is what I was um, hinting at early, early on. So this, this little passion of yours that you have set up in your backyard and hobby, I don't know how you define it, but, uh, she, Allison actually has a trapeze that she's been performing for 20 years. And it was funny, somebody, I wrote something on Twitter the other day and, said what what you wished you could do and somebody said that they wish they could be on a trapeze or something and I thought about you and I was going to share some of your videos and it's uh I couldn't find it right away but I I just said you know you just always look like you're having so much fun and and so how did you get into having a trapeze in your backyard but I think also just enjoying that oh my gosh well, um, I was a gymnast growing up. I was a competitive gymnast. And I had a gym teacher, Mr. Wilcox, who built a set of uneven bars in my backyard out of plastic tubing. And I used to just swing on those for hours and hours uh, as a kid. It was like my happy place. And I always loved the circus. I always looked at the trapeze artists and thought, oh, my God, that's just so incredible, you know. But it wasn't until my uh, early 30s, and I actually had... Uh, broken up with my boyfriend at the time and went to Club Med to get over a heartbreak, okay? And I'd never done anything like that before. My sister actually, like, pushed me out the door to go. And they had the, the whole flying trapeze there. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And so I got up there, and I, I just immediately was hooked. 
And they were like, oh, you're a gymnast. So they, I, they had me in the show that night. Okay. Like I didn't even know what I was doing. And I said, I've got to do this at home. And so I found, um, my coach who ended up being my coach for 20 years, five generation circus family, the flying Guyonas, and they flew for Ringling Brothers for 25 years and performed for the queen and all this stuff. And so they're in LA. And so I used to drive up to LA every week, sometimes three or four hours back and forth, depending on traffic on the 405. And uh, so, yeah, that was for for 20 years. And then uh, we moved into this house that has a lot of land now five years ago. And part of like, I was just telling my husband, I really want my own trapeze. And he was like, seriously? And so whenever we would look, I'd go walking around going, where would a trapeze fit, you know? And so when we moved into this place and then I was like, God, I I remember just saying to myself, is this absolutely nuts to build your own trapeze? But I found somebody that built things for Cirque du Soleil and, um, and I had this built and, uh, I, you know, I fly on it probably two or three times a week. And the thing about this and really any, anything that you're really engrossed in, let's say you're playing golf or you're a motorcycle rider or whatever it is that you do, or, or you're a painter, you know, it takes you in the moment. So when you're up on that trapeze, you have to be yeah. present. You cannot be thinking, you know, you will, you'll have what an accident. I eating like, for dinner or anything. Yeah. You have to be. Yeah. No, no. It's like, and I actually, as I'm climbing the ladder, I'm telling myself, Allison, be here, be in this moment because you need to really pay attention. And I can be all over the place like most entrepreneurs. Yeah. So, but I just, every time I'm up there, I face my fear. Every time I, I'm up there, I break through to another level and uh, I, love I just, that. I love it. Yeah. And you put yourself into positions where maybe they're a little scary, but then it becomes relaxing, right? And I I love that you seek out these opportunities. So, and you just added, I saw in one of your videos, you added some different things to it. I'm guessing that those were things that were sort of taking it to the next level. Yeah. I started taking the safety lines off um, a few years ago and because uh, where I train, they use the safety lines. So, um yeah, it's like I have to do it right so that I actually land in the net and, and things like that. But I love um, that. You know, training smart. You know, I have a good coach, right? I really believe in having having a great coach that that uh, stretches you, but also makes sure that you're safe. Uh, but yeah, I love it. And you know, I my my intention is that I'll be flying on the trapeze till I'm a hundred. So I love that. You have to quote me on that one. Yeah. I I will. And I I am quite sure that you will as well. So this is so great. So where do people find out more about Allison Maslin and also just all of your conferences as well? Pinnacleglobalnetwork.com is where you'll find everything about me. Um, We have our podcast on there, which you've been on uh, called The Scale or Fail Show. And you'll find our events uh, that are, are there. And uh, we actually have one coming up here called Scale It Live. And that one's at scaleitlive.com. Um, but yeah, Pinnacle Global Network. And, and that's where all our happenings are. I love it. So this is so much fun. And I so much appreciate everything about you, Allison. And it's so great just hearing more about 
your focus on helping others scale their company. And you've certainly seen through building all of your companies how to do it and uh, what the challenges are. And before we sign off, I mean, I think more than anything, we you mentioned it a couple of times, finding what you're really interested in doing every day, but also just dealing with your fears head on and putting challenges on purpose into your own life. And it's a lot of what I talk about in my book, Undaunted, as well. And uh, just if you haven't picked up a copy, definitely pick up a copy of that as well. But also, if you love this episode, which I certainly did, uh, definitely give it five-star rating. And if you have a question for me or want to nominate uh, somebody great for the show who's a founder or CEO, definitely get in touch. And uh, I'm at Kara Golden and uh, with an I. And that's it. And we're so excited that you joined us today. And we're here every Monday and Wednesday, by the way. And uh, very, very excited that you guys joined us. So thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, Allison. Thanks, Kara. This was awesome. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. 